Sariti Winds plaudits for decarbonizing its coal while keeping coal lights on. The 91% black-owned and controlled Sariti resources were seen at the Investing in African Mining Indaba as setting a compelling example by generating wind energy to decarbonize its coal mining operations while at the same time going full tilt in supplying coal to ESCOM and helping to eliminate South Africa's load-shedding curse. Sariti Resources CEO Mike Teke had many in the audience nodding in approval as he outlined how his group, through Sariti Green, is setting out to self-generate 900 megawatts of renewable energy as quickly as possible, while at the same time producing as much thermal coal as possible to keep ESCOM's coal-fired power stations burning and South Africa's lights on. Interestingly, the proposed Sariti Green Wind Farm is expected to have an energy availability factor, EAF, of 40% compared with the current 17% to 19% EF of its badly performing coal-fired neighbor, ESCOM's troubled Tutuka power station. Through its climate change mitigating Sariti Green, Sariti is developing a wind energy farm in Mpumalanga's Morgan Zone, Bethel and Standerton areas, one of South Africa's electricity heartlands. The project, which includes a large 800 megawatt hours of battery storage, forms part of an agreement that will see clean power wheels through the national electricity grid to meet Sariti's carbon neutrality aspirations. Moreover, the storage technology may involve vanadium rather than lithium, which would be another huge boost for the South African economy, where vanadium storage appraisal is at an advanced stage. If the admirable example that Sariti is setting were to be pursued by all coal mining companies, South Africa's load shedding would be considerably abated and coal mines admirably decarbonized, the best of every world. Long-duration battery capacity that vanadium can provide supports the integration of renewable energy into electricity grids and is seen by some as providing a generational opportunity that South Africa, which has a significant vanadium endowment, should not miss. Meanwhile, Sariti continues to laudably operate three open-cast and underground thermal coal mines, New Val, New Denmark and Creel, which supply ESCOM's Leitabo, Tutuka and Creel power stations, and its new Lago mine is under development to meet the needs of the new adjacent Kusal power station. In addition, Kutala, Klipsprut, Pegasus and Middleburg Mine Services coal operations were brought into the fold through the acquisition of South 32's coal assets, which provide coal to Eskom's Kendall and Uva power stations, as well as the export market through the Richards Bay Coal Terminal, RBCT. When the issue of coal miners resisting necessary change arose during the Indoba panel discussion moderated by McCloskey Executive Director James Stevenson, Teke said, let's be clear. Sariti Resources is not resisting any change. Included in the panel with Teke were World Coal Association CEO Michelle Manouk, Thunjala CEO July Novu, and Menar Chairperson Pamelalo Mkabela. When it comes to climate change, we are not climate denialists the science is there, we read all the time about what climate change is causing, Teke added during the discussion covered by Mining Weekly. But at the same time, it was absolutely necessary, he added, to keep the company's coal mines going aggressively while meeting carbon neutrality, zero emission and decarbonizing obligations. Teke's exemplary and commendable dual approach to South Africa's climate change and electricity changes are a reflection of the illustrious career that he has had in South Africa, where he has taken up leadership positions at some of the biggest mining houses and institutions, including serving as chairperson of the Richards Bay Coal Terminal for several years. 
During the Indoba panel discussion he again displayed great willingness to become fully involved in assisting the government to solve the coal logistics problem facing South Africa's coal exporters. We must come to terms with the fact that we need to get involved, said Teke, recalling the help coal mining companies have already provided to increase security along the coal line to the RBCT. We decided, as coal mining companies, that we will assist and put our best foot forward and make sure that we reduce the crime that we've seen, said Teke, who Sariti, along with other coal mining companies, has also has also assisted with railing stock, skills and maintenance provision, as well as trying to resolve the challenge that relates to locomotive from China. The private sector cannot stand by and watch, said Teke, with reference to the rail logistics problems being suffered by not only coal exporters, but also iron ore, chrome and manganese producers. He also drew attention to the devastating repercussions should the logistics problem extend deeper into the agriculture and food sectors. As the private sector, we need to start now in creating something similar to what the Minerals Council has done at Transnet, to come up with teams and to ask how can we work together to resolve the challenges, added Teke. Abatement solutions for coal. Manouk spoke of the world being on a trajectory to move away from unabated coal. There's so much innovation in coal that goes quite beyond coal to power. But if we could just start with power, there are abatement solutions today for coal power and some of the most efficient fleets in the world are run by Japan, and that needs to be back on the table as one of those clean solutions, said Manouk. Again, the International Panel on Climate Change has told us we will not reach our targets to net zero without carbon capture and storage, CCS. That's the reality. There's technical feasibility in CCs, but it must be deployed at scale, it must be embraced in both policy and investment solutions as something that is meaningful in the fight against climate change. These are really important things for coal. I'm really grateful to members that I have today, because those members see the opportunity for coal not just in terms of coal power, but coal beyond that, such as coal to hydrogen, coal to chemicals, coal waste and how we can deal with that. All of these opportunities exist in coal and they support the just energy transition, because there are communities around the world who are both directly and indirectly supported by coal mining. It's so important for not just my producers, but my entire coal value chain, to consider that opportunity and responsibility and in that, we must embrace technology and political and investment policy, said Manouk. Novu drew attention to commercial realities and 22% the developed countries being responsible for 80% of carbon dioxide emissions and questioned the moral rectitude of poor nations having to pay for climate change abatement. This is not because we in the developing nations are resistant to change but we are dealing with a very big conundrum, said Novu.